Yeah, yeah, what is good? You already know what it is. You know the vibes, man. J Street Vibes in the building. It's your man's Kenny Caraway in the building. This is Jason Jones calling from a recorded line. Uh Uh-oh, he's getting his shine on. He's getting his shine on. (laughs) Sitting in a cell. (laughs) Not the good shine, yeah. I still still don't have the internet. Supposed to have it sometime Friday. I'm supposed to have it Tuesday, but hey. Uh, yeah, try. I've been watching the NBA playoffs on my phone. Is, I was about to say, how you watching? Fun. You got the you got unlimited data, data, data. Yeah, oh yeah, I've got the unlimited data. So yeah, I'm you know I'm watching everything on the phone and using the phone as the hotspot so I can work. You know, and yeah, it's you know every now and then you know the game freezes and you're like, oh my god, I missed what? Oh man, they're up twelve <laughs> now. What the hell did I miss? You know, but hey, yeah. it ain't like I'm watching any Kings game, so I mean, it's not yeah. like it's critical to yeah. my to my you know content if I miss something. It's just I miss something. Definitely not missing that. But the Kings were in the news, kind of. They were in the lottery again. It was actually a welcome back to the lottery. We missed the lottery last year, not for anything good, just because we didn't have a pick. All right, so we missed yeah, the lottery because, last year. Yes, because they. They decided to be to to do the Lord's work and help out Sam Hinkie what five years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. So um, no lottery pick last year, but we we're back in the lottery this year. Looking for another miracle. We sent De'Aaron Fox virtually into the uh, into the into the draft lottery to try and bring us some more luck, and to no avail. Twelve, just where we thought we were. Um, Kings picking twelfth. You did an article. Uh, on the athletic about that kind of breaking down some of the guys that um, should be on their radar, and I thought it was spot on. I thought it was spot on. I, I, I mean, you can talk more about what you feel they need in that spot, but I mean, you know, somebody from six six, you know, a wing, uh, somebody that can shoot, somebody that can defend. They got some guys there for them. Yeah, I mean they'll be able to get somebody. I just you you don't know who it's going to be because you're at twelve, and I pretty much just you know I I checked out you know some of some of the guys athletic who they who they have in that range, and then I threw in Isaac Okoro just because every you know he's probably not going to be there, but yeah. every year there's that one guy who for whatever reason ends up at ten twelve that you didn't think would be there. So, but I mean, it's it's hard to figure out just because you don't really know who's going to make the pick. You don't know Ugh. who, like, you know, you don't know what's going on with, you know, you just know they have a pick. And, you know, I don't, I don't know what they're going to do. And the thing is, they don't know what they're going to do. So this is like, this, I mean, this is a very Kingsy type draft situation. Yeah, I, I, I looked at this situation and I, I'm making the pick. You know, I'm making my prediction for the pick, and I probably shouldn't do this, but I'm doing it as if Buddy or Bogey or both will be gone because that's what I want to happen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and it's, <laughs> it's no shade to any of them, but I think that's where they need to move on from, and they use this pick to get a guard. That's why I look at somebody like, a, uh, how do you say his name, Aaron Naismith? Is it Nesmith? Nesmith. Nesmith. I believe it's Nesmith. Yeah, Nesmith. I look at somebody like that, six six, uh, shooting guard out of Vanderbilt. I wish he attacked off the dribble a little bit more, but if he did that, he'd probably be projected to go a little higher. But that's yeah. the kind of guy um, that I'm looking at. Hey, 
take a look at that guy. You know what I mean? You got uh, Devin Vassell out of Florida State. I think he probably might be gone around then. But, you know, I'm looking at a shooting guard. You know what I mean? Worst case scenario, some kind of small forward. You know, they got a guy like Pat Williams from Florida State. But I'm really looking at a shooting guard. That is... um, that's where they need to go for number one. Like I said, if you get rid of both of those guys, then this guy gets thrown into the fire right away. If you get rid of one, then the other one will start and you can bring this, uh, this rookie along slowly off the bench or something like that. But I think that's where they need to be putting their focus in uh, on those shooting guard positions. I'm in the full camp of best player available. I don't care what position he plays. I mean, I think ideally they need, they do need more wing. They need some guys who can play three, four up front. You know, you need some, like, like I said, like a Williams who can, you know, eventually be a guy who can maybe play both spots. But really, whoever the best player that falls to you, you just take them. You know, I mean, I'm okay with Kings that. luck it'll be a center. <laughs> and everyone will <laughs> no, go, oh, no, see, I take no, that back. But, I don't want a center. No, I do not want a center. I don't want a center. I know that much. Yeah, but what if he I ends need, up being an all-star? I need a playmaking wing. I, I I just think they they can't afford to worry about position. I mean, the last time they worried about position, they didn't take Luca. Ah, oh, jeez. So I mean, and you know, and then you know, I, but that, that's what makes it tricky too, though, because we don't know what who's going to make the pick. I mean, I I can operate as if Joe Dumars is going to make the pick, but we don't know what Joe thinks about this roster. He might have been. He might have spent his year advising, going, "Man, this is shitty. <laughs> I wouldn't have signed that guy. I wouldn't have did that. I wouldn't have did that." You know, so we don't really know what he thinks or what his philosophy be. You know, maybe his philosophy in drafting is different than it was in Detroit. We really don't know. So that's why I'm thinking best player available. But to me, the bigger issue for them is you need to figure out who's going to make the damn pick. Yeah, that's true. One thing that I did think about. Um, with this uh, with this number twelve selection, is there's a part of me, and I, I don't think they're gonna do it, but there's a part of me that I really like R.J. Hampton, and I'm like, why not try to make a Dame C.J. situation here in the backcourt? When you talk about go with the best player available, I mean, he might have the best upside out of everybody in that range. I mean, shit, go for it. Just go for it. See what happens. There's a part of me that feels that way, but then that's a that's a ballsy-ass pick if you do something like that. Everything should be on the table. Trading down, everything should be on the table. I just, you know, I just can't. You know, when, like I said, you're, like I said, they're the worst kind of lottery team. They're, like, not good enough to where you say, they're just a guy or two away. They're going to be in the, in the playoffs, but they're not bad enough to move up high enough to get a, you know, a guy who would be a difference maker down the road. So it's like they're just kind of like in that little, we're not horrible, but we're not great middle of the road, which keeps you in that 12 to 14 mm-hmm. <laughs> lottery range. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, this is a tough one. Though. 12, there was a part of me that thought maybe they could sneak up, you know, into that number, that top five or something like that. But, I mean, it went it went chalk all the way into <laughs> All the way until the New York Knicks uh, got the eighth spot. I think they were rejected to go in the top <laughs> four or something like that. They get eight. <laughs> oh, oh gosh. Like I said, I like Scott Perry. That's the homie, but that is hilarious. Poor Knicks. And then they've engaged in a Twitter war. With, they've engaged in a Twitter war with De'Aaron Fox now. 
Yeah, what was what was that all about? I guess De'Aaron was. I, I don't. I mean, I, I looked at it briefly, but you know, I, essentially, I guess De'Aaron had something about the number eight. You know, I don't know if it was LOL or crying. It was something. So of course, you know, New York fan took except, except, you know exception to him saying something, and then you've got people in the media out there taking shots at Sacramento, saying that he's clearly jealous or sad that he can't play in the most exciting city in the in the league. He's in the dullest city. I'm like, first off, he's not in Oklahoma City. That's yeah. the dullest city in the league. Let's be clear. That is by far the dullest city in the league. That's Secondly, facts. who said New York is the most exciting city in the league? I'm like, well, that's my check. New York was not L.A. Well, so let's not get out of control. Now, L.A. is exciting. This is, I'm not fronting. Well, let's not act like New York City is in New York City. New York City is cool. I like New York. I love going to New York. I love, but I'd you know I'd rather hang in Brooklyn than be around the Nick, be be in Manhattan. Be, I'd rather be in Brooklyn. I mean, if this hipsters. was like Brooklyn talking, I'm like, yeah, they can talk. I'm like, the Knicks can't talk shit to nobody. <laughs> I'm like, it's like it's, it's, they're literally the person you ask them, like, why are you even talking? Like, you y'all, you went all in on Zion and was like, well, guess you're not, you know, that of course that didn't happen. And then when you finally got it right, you end up having to trade Porzingis. Like you, you were mad you didn't get number one. You got four. You got Porzingis, and you end up trading him. And now he's in the playoffs. You know, giving the Clippers hell. He is. He really and is. And the Knicks are sitting around with like seven power forwards and the eighth pick. I hope they draft a power forward. I hope they do. The um, I, I'm sitting there as Fox and Kings fans and and Knicks fans go back and forth. I, like I said on Twitter, I'm just sitting there looking like DJ Academics. When Joe Budden and the Migos were about to scrap, I, I don't know which way to go because these are these are both my people, and we're in such despair and in, in such a terrible situation, and now we're fighting with each other. I just, uh, I just, I'm I'm on I'm on Team Fox on this. I'm tired of the Knicks acting like they matter and they don't. Why do people? Like, hate I mean, they the Knicks. What they the Knicks matter? Do they matter if you want to get some jokes off at this point. I mean, outside of laughing at the Knicks, who who, who thinks about them when it comes to the NBA anymore? Outside of laughing at them, <laughs> what did the Knicks do to anybody? Why is why are they, why are people exactly. always making jokes? They've on done the nothing. Knicks? Exactly, they've done nothing. So they need to shut up and like get their shit together. They, <laughs> they don't say right. that. They nothing. talk about how how miserable they are. That's what they talk about. And then they try to, they pull the, like I said, when I say that, I'm talking about their fans and their media folks. They pull the whole, everybody should want to be here. Why? <laughs> why? Like, if, why? If anything, I really feel like Knicks fans are maybe the most, I think this is the right term, the most self-deprecating fan base maybe in the NBA. They're just like, yeah, we suck. James Dolan is terrible. We're garbage. We're going to be garbage. Hey, the Kings, are my, the Kings fans might be right there with them. The, it's different with the Kings fans, though, man. They, it's uh, it's different. I mean, it, I, I mean, it's, it's, the, there's similarities. Just, there, there are similarities, though. The level of like uh, acceptance that it's just going to be bad for a while from Kings fans actually saddens me. And not that I can blame Kings fans, I have no hope to offer. What am I going to say? Uh, yeah, don't worry. The 12th pick is going to change your life. Or don't worry, they got a ton of cap space coming up. They can just go out and sign. So I, I can't offer them any hope. <laughs> and, you know, but, you know, but it's funny because the Knicks will have cap space. And people are like, I don't want that money. You know, I, I won't go there. Like, you sign a big money deal. They're like, I hope they trade me by the break so I can go to a contender. You know, 
Like, like like your boy Marcus Morris. Well, I mean, the Kings don't really have that, those problems. King, yeah, the Kings. Kings the Kings are just like we're not good. We had a chance to get a generational player and we didn't. And like they're like, well, the uh, well the Suns passed on him. It's like, well, yeah, Suns. At least the Suns guy is at least playing and like looks like a player. You don't, you know. So I mean, they're like at least at least Atlanta got Trey Young. The Kings are like our guy can't stay healthy. And our and the GM who drafted him basically, well, he resigned. But I don't think anyone logically believes that Vlade was going to stick around working under Joe. So it's kind of like one of those things where you, you don't want to say you got fired, you know, but you kind of got fired. And it's kind of the same with Peja. It's, it's like, yeah. Let me ask you about this. Let me ask you about this. What? From everything you heard, what exactly is going on there? Because in some circles, you hear that Joe Dumars doesn't really have any interest in, you know, he, he just wants to be like the godfather role like we talked about. He's not really tripping. And then in other situations, you hear that he he wants it. He wants it all. He really wants to be um, considered and in and, 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 and the running with this thing. Does Joe Dumars want to be here or not? I've heard everything from he's been plotting this for a year to uh, if, you know, if he doesn't like what Vivek is talking about, he could walk. I've heard all type of stuff, you know, but I do, you know, my the, to me, the thing that makes the most sense is that Joe would like to be able to oversee things. But I mean, it's just been handled weird, like the Kings putting out a statement about how whoever is hired will answer to Vivek. I'm like, oh of course, I'm, I'm like, that's kind of a stupid statement. I mean, let me explain why I say it's stupid. Of course, whoever's hired answers to Vivek, he's the damn owner. Duh. It, it's just it's just more signs that they, they didn't, they, I'm telling you, man, they was just scrolling Twitter for like three or four days and we just got to do something. We just got to, there was no plan in place. We just said, we just got to do something. Yeah. Then it's like, and it's like, well, he's the interim vice president. It's like, why would he be vice president if the GM doesn't even can just bypass him on everything? So I mean, there's there's a lot of just weirdness about this, and if I'm Joe, like I said, I, if, if I'm Joe Dumars, why the hell am I going to go through the work of trying to get ready for a draft? Thank you. And then boom, that, you ain't got no say. I'd be like, that's man, what I I've quit been the saying, night before man. the draft. That's what I've been saying. I would quit the night before the draft. I'm like, you better give me a damn job or you can let Ken Catanella or, you know, you can let, I don't know, you can let Luke Walton make the pick. I don't know. Because, I mean, you, you you know how bad you got to be where where you fire the GM less than two months before the draft? I'm sorry, he resigned. I shouldn't say. Look, that's what I've been saying. Every Everything you're saying, Jason, this is what I've been saying, man. Like, Joe Dumars, unless he's like, and I'm not saying he's a bad guy. I'm not even saying he's a bad guy if he pulled this move. But unless he was like just the most stand up guy in the world or he's going to go do all this work. And I, hey, I may not be here, but let me just be nice. You know, maybe they'll give me an extra $5,000 or something like that. And I'm going to prepare everything for the next person. No, he's not doing it. Like if I'm Joe Dumars, I'm not going through all this unless you're telling me I'm going to be here. One way or another, whether I'm the GM or I'm the vice president, I'm going to be here. And I, I don't, I'm not sure if Vivek has told him that. And I don't know how that's going to work. Then, like I keep saying, and everything points to it, 
they just they did this whole thing on a whim, man. He was reading Twitter and he did this whole thing on a whim. This was not the plan three weeks ago. It was not the plan three weeks ago, man. No, it, it certainly wasn't. And like the more I hear and talk, it 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 made more sense a week ago. But the more you talk to him, I'm like, man, I don't know what the hell they're doing. Because, you know, you got on one end, you're hearing that Joe's trying to get a timeline. They get a staff together. Then it's like, oh, uh, no, no, no. We got this we got this hiring firm. They're going to come in and pick the GM. And I'm like, why would Joe stick around to have them bring in somebody he don't even know? <laughs> yeah. Or ain't his, you know, I, there's just, this is a very King's situation. Very King's-like. I mean... You know, it's like if you're gonna fire, I always say if you're gonna fire the coach, you better have an idea who's better than the coach. That's that exactly. you already got. And it's like you made this move. It's like, uh, you know, because even like putting the interim label and then letting all this stuff leak out about, well, we don't know. And you, I mean, based on the stuff that gets out, it's either he's trying to hire someone soon, or well, he could have the job the entire season. And I ain't never heard in my life of an interim GM for a year. Jason, how are you gonna how are you gonna sign free agents? How are you gonna make trades? Like, how, because, how does that yeah, even work? The team comes out, yeah, because the team comes out and says no personnel moves will be made until the GM is hired. I'm like, so what the fuck are you gonna do for the next two months? This is trash. Like, you're gonna have your scouts work, you know, check to interview the do the virtual interviews, and then they they give their reports to who me? Like, <laughs> like what are you gonna do after you do all this? These guys do. I mean, cause these guys have been working all year. Yeah. So you're gonna have them do all this work, and then like, okay, uh, yeah, hey, hey, Ken Catanella, here's our reports. Who do you answer to? He's like, I don't know who I answered. You know, I answered to Joe, I guess. And what if Joe's like, man, fuck this. Y'all pick whoever the hell y'all want. Or have me around and not let me have no say. So I, th- this thing has so many ways it could go sideways. And like I said, like I said, beyond the draft. You know, like I said, free agency whenever that eventually starts. What if you're still in the middle of a search for a GM when free agency starts? Who the hell is signing with Sacramento Kings? It would it would well. Luckily for them, they ain't got a whole bunch of money to waste. But then you know, like say Bogey signs an offer sheet with Team X, who decides to match it? Vivek. It's gotta. It's gonna be Vivek for sure. And I, I mean, I obviously everything goes through him. But like, he's gonna be like front line decision maker, damn near. Yeah, I'm just like like I said, this has the potential to go sideways so many ways. That it, like it's like it's gotten weirder as the days have passed. Like last Friday, I'm like, okay, well, this is kind of different, but I can see what they're doing. You know, okay, you're gonna let Joe run the show. It's like Joe's gonna help set the structure up. Okay, so, so Joe's gonna be there. Then it becomes, well, we're making it clear Joe's not a candidate, and we're gonna hire this firm. I'm like, what is it? Like, what are you guys doing? I'm t- I'm telling you what they do, and you know too. I'm not telling you nothing you don't know, but they just read in Twitter. I'm telling you, and and I, it's not a shot at the fans. The fans get mad when um, me or anybody implies that they're just that the fans are. I'm not saying they're responsible at all. They're just venting what you know, whatever they feel or whatever, and they're just reading it and being like, "Well, maybe we should do this to make the fans happy, bro." No, that's not how you run a goddamn NBA franchise. No, if you want to make them happy, you win, 
or you can lower the prices of beer. You don't just uproot your entire thing without any kind of plan whatsoever. It's craziness. Man, if they were going to have the media at games, they should give us beer for some of the shit we might be watching. Or something harder than beer. Like, you know, I'm going to need something, you know, just to, to get me to get me through. Oh, man. Well, Jason, we uh, that's really all that's going on in Kingsland right now. Um, you yeah. know, the lottery, the lottery went down or whatever, and we'll spend, I, I, I really do think it's going to come down to about three or four guys. You know what I mean? When you kind of narrow it down, but like you said, from the start, man, um, who's making the pick? What are their thoughts on this me. roster? You know, oh, good, good. Okay. It's, it's going to be like definitive guy making 20. the pick. I'm going to, I'm going to like simulate and be like, okay, who's. Let me see, you know, like if I when I simulate on 2K, this guy gets, becomes an all-star in four years. That's who I'm taking. <laughs> yeah, that's how it's going to be. Yeah, I mean, because yeah, there's just no, no, like a, what's, the, what's the saying? A rudderless ship. There's no direction, you know, just, okay, you know, because what if you hire someone who hates this roster from top to bottom? Jesus. You know, he's like, I'm getting rid of everyone. No extension for Fox. None of that shit. Everyone's gone. Fire sale on the roster. We're going. We're going straight Philadelphia process here. Oh, that's this. This is what they. It's what they wanted. I'm not. I'm not saying Vladdy de- necessarily deserved to stay, but this is what everybody wanted. They wanted him out immediately. <laughs> this is what you wanted, and this is where mm-hmm. we're at. So. Yeah, as, as the person in the White House once said, what's the worst could, that could happen? Or to paraphrase him, <laughs> what's the worst that could happen? And we're about to find out because I don't, yeah, it's, yeah this is, this is going to be interesting. Yeah. So check it. We're we going to get out of here early this time. We're actually getting out of here early this time. We're going to be back for mm-hmm. you guys on Monday. We're going to talk about the NBA playoffs. If there's any new news with the Kings, you know we'll have that. Um, and then we're going to have... Jones on the road. What? Yeah, Jones on the road. Talk about that underdog Laker team. I mean, God, that's the, the worst underdog one Laker team. Of, I mean, I, I mean, we, we no, no, there was the We Believe Warriors. These are the We <laughs> Believe Lakers. No one's giving them a shot. You know, against oh the mighty gosh. Portland Trailblazers. No one's giving them a shot in the world to win this series. I mean, they were lucky to win a game. Between, they're going to shock I mean, the world? You know, is, that, that, is that what happens? They're, they're shocking the world? Is that they're looking to shock the world here and beat the eight seed? Yeah, it's, it's going to shock the, the NBA world. I'm going to be like, God, how in the world did the Lakers with LeBron and AD overcome the Portland Trailblazers? I mean, that's got to be that's got to be the roughest thing ever. How do you overcome that? And but more importantly, this uh, this this is the biggest Cinderella story since Villanova in '85. Exactly. Yeah. Then the other big story is we got to get guys. more about playoff P. Like, man, come on, man. Look, but so okay, Friday, Sunday, we're gonna see if playoff P shows up on on these next two games, and that's not a good thing, by the way. That's not a good thing yeah. if did playoff P the, shows up. Did, did you see playoff P showed up on Instagram talking about stop talking about him? He don't care what you got to say. And it's like I had to hit that the man definition with the camera of, the definition of that, caring, the, the definition of caring what people say is going to Instagram and telling us you don't care what people are saying. <laughs> I'm just like, man, this is also the same dude who swore he wasn't a Laker fan. So the fans pulled up receipts. It's like, you always were a Laker fan. You said so yourself. I was a Clipper fan. No, you weren't. Well, what are you? I'm like... 
Man, he's from Palmdale, though. I really can't be mad. He's from Palmdale. Damn. That you know, sucks, man, because I really like Paul from George. LA. He's from the outskirts. I like my man, Paul George. He got one of the better signature lines and shoes in the game right now. You know, he's got like all the shoes, tools. Man. But, man, he just... He always digging a hole. Them shoes are too narrow. Shoes are too narrow. I, I like, like the I like the whole PG collection. I'm a I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Yeah, I mean, so. I mean, I can say if the shoes fit me better, I might, you know, I I can't wear his or KD's. I don't like the way either one of those fits. Mm. Yeah. You know, but that's neither here nor there. I'm pretty sure Paul George is something worried about whether or not I like his shoes. <laughs> you know, but he might, you know, but yeah, this, this, I mean, this is good. This is hilarious. Playoff P. And before we go, the, the funniest thing I saw on Twitter is when someone called him the Palmdale Petrus. I was like, come that on, is man. So wrong. See, now, now you guys are crossing the line, man. I know that was a Laker fan who did like, that I'm too. Like, they this always taking shots. This shit done you guys gone are crossing the line. <laughs> you can't call this man Mikhail Petrus. <laughs> Instead of the French Michael Jordan, he is the Palmdale Petrus. Oh my gosh! You guys are crossing the, the line. You crossed the line in, in two ways. Here. All right, there was the, why. Why are we bringing Petrus into this? What did he do? Why did he get a, get caught in the in the crossfire? He get a drive by because he was the French Michael Jordan. <laughs> he didn't call himself that. <laughs> Damn. I mean, it's the more just I think about the it, the Palmdale he out there probably Petrus in France, just... minding his own business, going on with his happy retired life, and he got to get brought up on Twitter. I mean, that is the, I, the more I think about, the funnier it is. The Palmdale <laughs> Petrus. I'm like, God, that is. I'm like, that is hilarious. I was like, man, shout out to Playoff Pete. Hey, man. Hey, PG. I need you to average like. 28, 29, 30 for these next two games, man. Come on, PG. Come on, PG. I I, I think for, for the for the sake of Kings fans, I hope they probably hope he does. Because if he if that if that dude number seventy seven keep balling, every time I turn on Twitter, I'm like, oh man, poor Kings. It's got to kill them every time they turn on the internet. I've moved. Luka Doncic, everybody else, thirty points, fifteen assists. He's balling though. He's balling. Oh yeah, he's oh yeah, he, he's balling. Yeah, I'm just saying. It's I mean, I would hate to be a Kings fan and see that. I know we're getting out of here, um, but I got to ask you. I don't know if you heard on on the, on the radio show. I made a big proclamation that Luca is maybe while super talented, the man is balls. Okay, don't get it twisted. The man balls, but I have him as top three crier in the game. Constant crier. Oh yeah. Oh, de- oh definitely. Definitely. Oh yeah, they thought I was he, crazy. Yeah, he came in. He came into the league of veteran in that category. I, <laughs> even as a rookie, I was like, they are giving him a lot of leeway. Jesus, man, just barking at the ref. And I think one of the games against the Kings, he got a tech. I'm like, he could have got a tech about four of them about in the, in the first quarter. <laughs> so yeah, he's definitely he, he's definitely an all star. You know, in that game, so he's an all star crier. You know, which thing is, you know, they all think they all cry, but there's levels to it. He's definitely at an elite level. I talked to my NBA guy about this. He saw he saw the tweet and everything, and he was like, "No, you're tripping. Luca's not top three. So he asked me who my top three was, and I said um, that it was uh, Luca, Draymond, and I said I like Chris Paul, but people would probably put him in there. They probably put LeBron in there. So the guy told me, he said. Lowry is in there. I was like, really? I never really paid attention. Oh yeah. To oh Lowry. yeah. Now that yeah, yeah. I want to hear about his. That sounds like a good one. Yeah, that's a good. He one. said Lowry's in there. He said Eric Gordon is in there. Eric Gordon has never committed a foul. <laughs> he said uh, 
He said, and I brought, I remembered this because he said, Jermans playoff P is, is in there <laughs> as one of the top criers in the game. I said, really? Yeah. I think about that last time I watched the game where Lowry played the Lakers. I said, Lowry literally dribbles and runs into people and falls. <laughs> I was like, that is not, that's, I'm like, I, hate that move. I would, ignore, I, hate I mean, that he, move. he don't even try to, he, he just jump into people and fall down and look at the ref like, man, look, I fell. <laughs> I was like, this dude is, you know, is elite at just, I mean, it's like the most chaotic, awkward, because, you know, it ain't like, you know, he's the most athletic, graceful looking dude out there. So he's like, he's like a little, you know, stocky dude running into people and falling. Like, come on, man, the way you build, ain't nobody that's knocking you down. Stop it. Yeah, I didn't see. Yeah, I never thought about it. Eric Gordon does have that like that that hands up look. Like, what did I do every time? Yeah, he also I threw Draymond in there as well. He said Draymond was he, but he said all oh, those Draymond, guys. Draymond were, might be the MVP of them. I think he is. He said all those guys were before Luca though, and I I disagree. I think Luca is. He's in the starting. I mean, he's five. got me rethinking it. I mean, he did give some. Those are three good options. Yeah, those are three good. Oh, I'm keeping I'm keeping my eye on it in the bubble. I'm keeping my eye on it. So, but yeah, uh, we, we will be back here on Monday for you. And uh, yeah, man, enjoy the weekend. Uh, shout out to Be Heard. Shout out to Damian Barling. Um, go to that. Shout out to our producer Rob. Um, go to the Athletic. Read everything that Jason got going on. You know what I'm saying on the Athletic. Listen to D'Lo and KC Monday through Friday, twelve to two on ESPN 1320. You know what I'm saying we all we we all over the place. We we in print. We on radio. We all over the place here with J Street Vibes. So and uh, like I said, uh, uh, a great weekend to everybody except for Tory Lanes. <laughs> I will agree with that. Yeah, Tory Lanes have a bad weekend. Have a bad weekend. Gonna shoot somebody? Are you crazy? Just because they want to get out the car. Come on, man. Come on. Anyway, yeah, I just had to get that in there. Jay, you got anything else? No, I got nothing else. I'm just going to watch some basketball. Like I said, I'm looking for, now I'm looking for crying Kyle Lowry. I'm looking for <laughs> Playoff P. That has got to be one of the worst names ever, Playoff P. I, that sounds like a member, like the like the extra member of Pretty Ricky or something. You know? <laughs> Like he should have been, he she definitely should have been an RB group. It's like you know we got this dude over here, and here's playoff P. I need thirty. I need thirty, Paul. I need thirty, baby. Come on, man, give it to me. Let's go. Let's go. Ice I like that Paul shoulder. I that shoulder up. I don't believe it at all. I don't believe it's gonna happen at all. But I'm hoping. <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all. All right, we up out of here, man. We'll, we'll check y'all later in the week. Poof.